you know what? Let's do a thing about that. We asked if you had any questions because quite a few of you had reached out with some inquiries uh, and some things that weren't covered in the main episode. So we figured we'd chat about them here. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. That's good. I didn't even have to ask. You're like, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, The first one is one that's a bit fun. Uh, If you were a non-alcoholic beverage, what would you be? (gasps) Oh, that is so fun. Yeah. Um, It's an interesting one that I'm going to think about. Oh, okay. See, part of me is trying to do this for a job interview. Like, (laughs) Oh, yeah. What is fun and creative? It shows off my personality. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Probably, I think I'm thinking about this great mocktail I had in – Valencia yeah it was amazing it was kind of like citric and it's like orange blood orangey what else was in it <laughs> all you've named is citrus lemons <laughs> it's more citrus <laughs> I'm not I don't know but it was great okay I would say I'd just be like a fruity citrusy yeah like kind of sour wait it was blood oranges and not like Valencian oranges because they're quite well known for their oranges then maybe let's say it was that yeah also a bit of a lisp because they're in the south Valencia. <laughs> Do you know there's I know yeah, yeah. this is totally unrelated to everything. Classic. But the reason the South of Spain has a bit of a lisp, apparently, mm. this is mm. maybe an old wives' tale, whatever, um, is because there was a king who had a lisp and, and no they one copied him. Yeah. So it just stuck around. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's pretty cute. Yeah, That's it true. is real cute. But it's also just kind of like, why did no one just tell him? But also if you've got a lisp, you can't help it, can you? This is true. It's just very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Valencian king. My little fun fact. Um, Look, I'm going to answer the question and say that I would probably be some sort of fresh fruit juice, but with like a sour, like a sour mocktail-y. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that I want to be. Maybe with some raspberry, you know. Oh, or my sister makes me this great non-alcoholic drink um, that she named the aggressive salmon. (laughs) It's pretty great. (laughs) It's solo. So like a lemon crush kind of fizzy drink. Yeah. Um, just with a little bit of raspberry oh, okay. like syrup in it. Nice. And it's still it's like a nice salmon colour, but it's kind of ah. like sharp and tart, but still sweet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm into. Cool. Mm, that's all. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what I would be. Probably something with watermelon mint. Why? I don't know. I just like watermelon mint. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Bit of a deeper question. Ah. Um, and this is from someone kind of talking about themselves in more of advice context. Uh, when I relapse slash do my addictive behavior, um, have I still been sober since my quit date? Yes, that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess it really depends on your definition of sober mm. and your definition of, yeah, like a quit date or like a change of behavior date, you know? Yeah. Because um, I think it can be, for me, I know it's, almost like this is where my recovery began yeah and it's maybe not necessarily about being 100% like clean and sober all the time but it's like this is the moment that I decided to change my life and that I was going to do something about it and I have taken proactive steps forward every day since then yeah um that's my sort of interpretation of it yeah and I definitely feel like I don't know it's it's difficult to know if it's about alcohol or if it's about like addictive food or if it's about addictive self-harm or like anything Mm. um they're obviously different drivers for all of those things but for me if I 
had stopped drinking and hadn't had a drop at all, I know how much I would be romanticising it. Yes. And be like, oh, that smells so good. It looks so good. And they're having so much fun and I'm so jealous and whatever. But because I, especially over this, you know, Euro trip, I've had a drink or two. It just keeps reminding me that, no, I don't want this. And this isn't, I I already have romanticised it by that point, you know. Yes. And I'm like, no, this is shit. But yeah, I think it's important not to be too hard on yourself either. Um, with like quote unquote relapsing. Yeah. What did my friend say? My friend Lara said, it's not a relapse. It's something about it not being like a relapse, but just like a. Like a bump in the road. Type yeah. Thing? Something like that. Okay. Look, but yeah, basically just not to think of every little, it's not even a step back. It's just another yeah. thing. Yeah. Not journey. I'm not going to say journey. It's just another one of those, yeah, bumps in the road, I guess. Like a hiccup. A little hiccup, yeah. Yeah. And if you're, you know, still aware and conscious of mm-hmm. what you're doing and you know you made a mistake and you rectify that behaviour, then I think yeah, that's all, you know, good for you and congrats yes. kind of thing. Yeah. And what I, do you think? As I, a, I think you just got to be gentle with yourself mm-hmm. because obviously going sober in whatever capacity is – requires a lifestyle change and humans and people are so preconditioned into patterns and repeating what we do so to break that takes quite a lot yeah both physically mentally emotionally spiritually all the yeah first 30 days especially yeah and granted it's not okay if you do relapse but at the same time fighting yourself and beating yourself up for that isn't going to make it Mm -mm. any better it's just going to make it worse it'll it'll put unnecessary stress on you and I think yeah. it's that can lead to a really defeatist attitude of like Agreed. well I keep trying and I keep failing yeah um I can imagine that quitting smoking is probably really similar oh, definitely um and I think it's also a learning opportunity yes in that tone of voice yes um of that idea if you have relapsed for lack of a better word then what led to that how did you do that how can you learn and take that into the yeah. future so that doesn't happen again how can someone hold you accountable how can they see the signs what are the signs that led up to yeah. that yeah I'm noticing my triggers more and more. Okay. And they're becoming more and more obvious. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it sounds so dumb, but it's so weird that it's always anxiety. Yeah. And I'm like, I did not know how much I drank my anxiety. I really didn't know. Okay. Um, I honestly thought I was more put together than this. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a wild time. Yeah. But I'm finding it easier and easier to yeah. get over that. Yes. And just be like, oh, my God, you're anxious. Just get a grip. Yeah. Another question. Okay. Have you, Tash, used something instead of alcohol to replace its place in your life? Um, I feel like that's a kind of double answer. Okay. Um, in terms of the physical feeling of needing a drink in my hand, mm-hmm. I have replaced alcohol with kombucha and uh, like kombucha syrup or lemon syrup or whatever in SodaStream. Um, and I sort of tend to have a big water bottle with me all the time now because I find it's just like something to do with my hands and when I'm feeling that anxious, like you yeah. just want to, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm anxious. I just want to take a sip of my drink. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I've sort of um, been drinking a lot more water that way, which is great. Mm. Um, but in terms of like uh, maybe some people, or I know a lot of people say that they quit alcohol and drink a lot of energy drinks or drink a lot yes. of like caffeine or maybe like start taking party pills or whatever. Mm. Um, I haven't done any of that and I think that that's, got a lot to do with the loss of control as well. Yeah. Like I'm working so hard on being in control and being accountable that the last thing I want to do is put myself in some 
weird other headspace that I've not been in before and, and have a whole new battle to sort of overcome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. I, think, I think I'm doing quite well. Yeah. Um, initially in the first few months, I was desperate for something to replace it. And I was definitely like, oh, maybe if I just have three Cokes really quickly, I'll get some sort of a buzz, you know. Yeah. And it's like, but it's not worth it for the sugar crash or like, mm. you know, whatever else. Yeah, and I was like, maybe if I, you know, eat a lot of ginseng and like <laughs> do my <laughs> sun salutations in the morning, I'll yeah. feel great. Like, yeah. But obviously, then Pilates is my life now, so I do feel pretty buzzed after that. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't say the Pilates has like replaced? I mean, Pilates in a way has replaced my hangovers. Okay. Because I just get up and go. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I just, I don't even want to think about hangovers anymore. I'm just like, that <laughs> feels awful. Mm. <laughs> it sounds awful. Yeah. It's interesting because like in the, what, like month, five weeks since we last mm. sat down and talked, I reckon I've had a couple of like. Wild nights? Oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about it? I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. It's, it's weird because like I'm never the person. Yeah. To hear, like it's all about you. It's not about me. I'm just here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just another voice. Any regrets? Yes, sort of, because it, like, kind of inhibited me the next day being able to do what I needed to do. I still did what I needed to do. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Like, I was sitting in a meeting very hungover and was like, I am not okay right now. This is fine. (laughs) And this is a safe space that I can state that I'm not okay right now. Yeah. Just spin off, <laughs> spin off. Oh, oh yeah, you I saw there. you that yeah, day. Yeah, I was working. After that was that was a day for me. That ended in absolute hysterical tears from me. Oh. Full on. Yeah, that Saturday following, oh, that was a time. That and like some weird emotional stuff had happened at the same time. But also, hangovers make you so much more emotional. Yes, and like for me, like every little thing is yeah. so much worse. Or positive, like yes. I'm, I find myself that I'm pretty hilarious when I'm hungover because mm. I'm just delirious, oh, you know. Yeah, no, I am pitiful. It's horrible. Like I don't <laughs> like it. What's a hangover day look like for you? I, well, it depends on the day, honestly. So sometimes it'll be just like not leaving my bed and debating whether or not I'm going to throw up. Mm. There was quite a while there where I was like, I've never thrown up because of alcohol. That is now no longer true. <laughs> um, <laughs> that particular day looked mm. like me pushing back meeting someone at the markets by an hour. Granted, she was also hungover. <laughs> I was just considerably more so. Yeah. Ended up going to the markets. <laughs> Couldn't keep my breakfast down. No. Went back. It was just like had a bit of an um, endometriosis flare up as well at the same time. And was just kind of like, what is going on? My whole body is rioting about this. Yeah. And there was some like emotional stuff happening at the same time um, from like stuff that had happened last night when I was drunk and like the yeah. aftermath of that. Yeah, classic. And then didn't do a lot of grocery shopping, which is what I usually do at the markets on a Saturday morning. If anyone's listening and lives in Adelaide now, they just know what my timetable <laughs> on a Saturday is. Please don't stalk me. Um, and then was like, considering like, no, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i go home, I'll take it easy, I'll cancel the stuff that I did today. And then I went home and kind of got changed and was like, you know what, no, I can do this. I can do it today. Good for you. Yeah. Got back out there, went to my meeting, ended up <laughs> going to the roller derby semi-grand finals. I saw. Yeah, fun. Yeah, that was that day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And just like sitting there watching roller derby for the first time, like not tip-top no, interviewing no. people. Um, and then had a work thing the next day and was like back in my feet straight away. Nice. Yeah. I pushed through shit. Well done. But it was interesting like having that regret the day mm. afterwards, which I've had before. Like mm. I've 
definitely been hungover before. Mm. And then was at a gig on Saturday, like just Saturday just passed, that I did not want to go to because, like, I've had some stuff happen family-wise and just mentally. I was just having a bit of a day. Mm. I was also at the show earlier that day. And it's just like, this is, I was there for two hours. I was yeah. so done. And the whole time in my head I was thinking about whether or not I was going to drink. And I didn't. Yeah, right. And it was just interesting being at a gig and watching everyone not be sober. Yeah. It was so interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like you look at things with a little bit of a different light now? I think I'm more bitter. (laughs) In that situation, I was more bitter because there was a person behind me who just would not shut up throughout the whole gig and she was off her face. Yeah. And I just wanted to be like, can you not? (laughs) Didn't because I'm a polite person. (laughs) Like I've said, not an alcoholic, still drink. Yeah. And it's interesting because my if you come into my house in my kitchen and in my room, there is a lot of alcohol in my house. Sure. Like a lot. <laughs> I don't drink it. Like it takes yeah. ages to drink it. And I've just accumulated like, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, because yeah, mm. I get gifted it or it's from my parents. Yeah. Every time they come from duty free, they'll get me a bottle. Um, so I'm like sitting in my kitchen sometimes and I stare at the alcohol and I'm like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. See, that would just never last in my house. I'd be yeah. like, oh, perfect excuse for a cocktail party. Yeah, okay. Like, solo cocktail party. Mm, <laughs> see, I just not. Like I've got a couple of open bottles of wine that are slowly turning into vinegar because I haven't drunk them and oh, I put them in my cooking every now and then. A, a wine bottle never. Yeah. Would never or I would still drink it even when it's vinegary and gross. Yeah. Oof, no. <laughs> so I think I'm going to start making my own vinegar. There's a Jamie Oliver recipe. Oh my you just God. add drinks to the wine and then it's... Vinegar. All right, look. I'm not quite ready to be turning my wine into, <laughs> into vinegar. vinegar. No? Okay, cool. <laughs> there is another question, but sure. I also think it'd be really good for a full episode. Oh, okay. Um, but we can talk briefly about it now. Yeah, sure. We just went into a Caitlin tangent. Um, how do you stay motivated creatively when mm. mental health is an issue? Yeah, that is a great question. That's a whole episode. That is definitely a whole episode. Yeah. For me at the moment, it's just about pushing through. Yeah. And it's about knowing better. Do you know okay. what I mean? So it's like... When I'm feeling really glum and I'm in the house and I was like, I don't want to do anything. Mm. Logically, I know that if I go outside and be in the sun for 10 minutes, I will feel better. Like, you know, for me, the sun is such a thing. Like, I'm absolutely solar powered. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's a scientific fact that 10 minutes a day in the sun Mm. increases your, you know, happiness. Yeah. And I know I'll do that. And sometimes you almost, like, punish yourself, you know, and you're like, but I don't want to. Yes. I don't care. Yeah. And it's like, oh, sort stuff shit out. Mental like, health. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's just so frustrating. So now I think I'm getting a lot better at just being like, okay, and just forcing myself to yeah. do that or forcing myself to go to the studio. And if I'm like, well, I don't have any creative motivation to do anything new and exciting, but mm. I can make something that I know how to really make, like, like pom-poms, do yeah. you know what I mean? Which is simple, mindless yeah. wool wrapping. And then... Yeah, that's something you can, like, monotonously do and then that yeah. often gets me back into the sort of creative zone and back into the land of the living a bit more, mm. using my hands and yeah. creating. I think, but, for, yeah. yeah, for me it's different because my version of creation yeah. and creating is completely different. Yeah, like, it's not crafty, it's not active, tangible movements or results. So it's a bit harder trying to be creative when I'm not in a good mental state mm. because like where I am physically is the exact same place as I would be in a bad mental health state because I'm writing or I'm editing something or something like that that gets on a computer. Yeah. And it's hard because when I get into a bad mental health state, it's usually recently has been tied into 
<laughs> massive imposter syndrome and my mental health is bad, yeah. so I think I can't create. Yes, and I'm sure. not a good creator. And then it's this vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's yeah. difficult. And it's just a thing of like surrounding myself with really good people who are like, yeah, an idiot. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> that is wrong. reaching out for feedback can be yes. pretty good. Yeah. Um, like if you have peers that, you know, create the same way that you do, mm. reaching out to them saying, I'm feeling a bit, um, yeah. you know, lackluster or whatever. What do you think of X, Y, Z? Or if you don't have anything to show or produce, talking about ideas is yeah. really inspiring as well. Yes. Um, even just, and I know this is, you know, lame, but whatever. Um, I always love to ask people when I first meet them, if you could have any business, what would you have? Yeah. Cause I think that's such a great question. And yeah. I mean, obviously my time at Renew. <laughs> yeah. And it's really interesting. I find some people more commonly, my friends in the UK would often be like, Oh God, I don't know. Mm. I feel like it's not going to happen. So I don't know. And I was like, yeah, yeah but imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, talking creativity, I think doing little exercises like that with your friends yes. that are a bit silly and funny and can get your mind a bit loosened up as yeah. well. But yeah, we can definitely dive more into that in a full episode. I don't have an answer to that question. No. Nah. No. No, to the business one. I don't have an answer. There's too many things I'd want to do. Yeah, I mean, I've got loads, but. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what's That's t- part of my crisis. If I don't know what yeah, to identify yeah, as yeah. anymore. Yeah, see, what I, I've started thinking about that, but I've also started being more excited about the future in my sobriety. Yeah, okay. And I'm sort of like, because before it was always like, well, I'm going to be dead, so. Whoa. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. I like, didn't really plan that much for the future. Whereas now I'm sort of like, in my lifetime, I could be, have this whole business thing, then yeah. I could, if I really wanted to, like I could go and study like law or medicine or mm. accounting or business or literally anything. Yeah. I mean, obviously not literally anything, but <laughs> I could go into so many different avenues and have so many different jobs and live so many different lives, you know, yeah. in this one lifetime that we have. Mm. So I feel I'm inspired. Like I'm just so excited since I've come back from my trip. I'm just like completely creatively reawoken. Yeah. Reawakened? Yeah. <laughs> Awoke. Rebirth. <laughs> A vaginal exodus. <laughs> yes. Look, we should maybe cut this here. Nah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> been affected by anything said in this episode please contact lifeline at 13 11 14 or www.lifeline.org.au why am i like this is a weekly good production produced by caitlin ellen moore and hosted by tash the audio for this podcast was recorded and edited by ryan martin john the why am i like this jingle was created by annie siegman and ryan martin john why am i like this was recorded and produced on ghana lands and we pay our respects to elders past present and emerging thanks for listening